0: Hi Idaho and true crime followers alike. Happy Friday. My name is Andy with an i and this is the Idaho Crime Squad Pod. Welcome to the Idaho Crime Squad Pod, where we talk about crime and creepy things that happen here in our beloved potato state. I'm your host today. I don't have a guest. Um, I'm recording this at like 10 p.m. alone in the squad pod. And I'd be lying if I said I wasn't thoroughly creeped out right now. I hope my husband gets home soon. Today, we're going to be talking about something really, really disturbing. So this is just a trigger warning for anyone who is upset easily or has a queasy stomach. This may not be the case for you. And go ahead and skip this episode. So, today we're going to be talking about Downard Funeral Home in Pocatello. Some of you guys might have already heard this case. It made national headlines several times. It's a little freaky. So, Pocatello is in eastern Idaho, very close to Idaho Falls, which we talked about last week. It's where Idaho State University calls home, and I'll be the first to say this town creeps me out. I don't mean to shit on it by any means, but researching true crime in Idaho for so long, Pocatello is probably the only town in the state that I go out of my way to avoid. Ted Bundy was there for a while. The Cassie Jo Stoddard case happened there. The Jan Broberg thing. I don't know. I've heard enough to never get out of my car while I'm passing through. I will hold my pee. No offense to the residents of Pocatello. So on September 3rd of 2021, police executed a search warrant for a funeral home in the 200 block of North Garfield Avenue in Pocatello. What they found was pretty much what they had expected, but hoped wasn't true, and it left the state of Idaho stunned and confused with one question in common amongst us all. What the fuck? Twelve decomposing bodies and over 50 fetuses were located within the downward funeral home. I know, right? And as shocking as this is, watching the story unfold, things just seem to get weirder. So how did this happen? Well, I'll level with you. I don't fucking know. The Ada County Coroner's office provided a mass casualty refrigeration trailer which was parked on the street of the funeral home while fire and rescue carted these bodies out for over 24 hours. We do have photographs of this up on our Instagram at Idaho Crime Squad Pod as well as our Facebook page. They're very respectful pictures, so nothing too gruesome. So where do we even begin here because we have a lot to cover, but let's start by rewinding just a few days prior. 2 days to be exact. Before the actual raid, police had visited the funeral home as well as its sister company, which shared a building, and that was called Portniff Valley Crematory. Police were conducting a perimeter check after complaints of a foul smell were coming from the property. Now, when we posted this story on our TikTok, it gained a lot of traffic, and a lot of people commenting were Pocatello residents, basically all saying the same thing. Everyone knew that place smelled awful. People say even just walking by it could ruin your day and would often cross the street to avoid it. The funeral home backs up to Pocatello High School. They basically share a parking lot, and many students there state that they either avoided it like the plague, parked far away from it so that their cars didn't stink after school, or just sucked it up and accepted the putrid smell. At some point, a student stated that they were walking to school. They often cut through the yard of the funeral home. And while walking by, something caught their eye through the window. It was a decomposing human body right there in plain sight. We don't have many more details on that. My team didn't really push too hard for more info from that commenter, as I'm sure that was traumatic, like it would be for anyone. But let alone a kid, minding their business, just heading to school about to take their morning math test, and wham, a dead body. When Pocatello police showed up after the gruesome reports, the funeral home was locked, and no one appeared to be there. So they decided to walk around the premises. Interestingly enough, the funeral home had newly installed plastic covering every single window, except for one, which was wide open, and the smell of decay was completely overwhelming. So the smell of decay is very different from sewage or trash. If you ever smelled that, I'm sorry, and also I know a great therapist. When peering inside the window and lord help these poor officers, they saw what they believed to be a male corpse that appeared to be in a severe state of decay. There were fluids leaking from this man's body and onto the floor, and they stated just an unbelievable amount of insects were starting to infest. And the following day, an anonymous tip showed up in the laps of the Pocatello police. It was a video recorded within the funeral home, which focused on another male corpse, also very badly decomposed, with dark fluid running from this body as well. So who's behind all of this? A man by the name of Lance Peck. When researching Mr. Peck, we ran into some issues here. At first, we had thought we had hit the jackpot because we ran a background check on Lance and the history was colorful, to say the least. (sighs) However, it turns out there is someone in Idaho in the same general area with the same name, and this was not our guy. What we were able to find, though was nothing major. I know no hot gossip on the guy from before the incident besides some driving tickets, but we were able to find a lawsuit from 2018 against a funeral home with four different plaintiffs, and we can't help but wonder what that was all about. If someone has the tea, send us an email. Now, Lance Peck had been in trouble before, but not really with with law enforcement. This was for apparently not providing donated bodies to Idaho State University's anatomical donation program. Now we're getting somewhere. So for those of you who don't know this, most funeral homes let you or your family member decide if the bodies will be donated for various things, mainly for educational purposes, so like science labs, med schools. In this case, it was the anatomical donation program at ISU. People sign up for this by contacting the school, filling out some paperwork, and then when they die, their funeral is held at the specific funeral home that the school has a contract with, and the body is collected from that funeral home later. So between 1996 and 2008, ISU would receive approximately eight donated bodies every year from Downard Funeral Home. Lance took over towards the end of 2007. So after that happened, the eight-body-a-year donation shrunk. And ISU reports a grand total of nine bodies from 2008 until they terminated their contract in 2020. That's less than one body a year. Basically, ISU thought it was sketchy, so they ended their contract. And it's sad because Downard was a well-respected funeral home and had been operating since 1931. I mean, in Pocatello, it was considered one of the best for a very long time, and it seems like when Lance took over, it spiraled completely out of control, obviously. Now let's backtrack a little to 2017. Before ISU had terminated their contract, a law was passed that stated that human fetuses could no longer be used in medical research at universities anymore. ISU had possession of over 50 fetuses and had had them since 1981. When this law got passed, though, ISU was still under contract with Downard Funeral Home and turned them over to Lance Peck with the understanding that he would cremate them. So I guess that answers a couple questions about where those came from. In 2020, when ISU terminated their contract, they naturally switched to another funeral home to start collecting bodies and for cremation needs. When this happened, ISU notified the families or individuals who had filed an intent to donate form, letting them know like, hey, when you die, you know, we have a new funeral home for you kind of thing. Well, a bunch of these families reached out to ISU and stated that they were under the impression that their loved one's body had already been donated by Downard Funeral Home because that person had already died. ISU had no record of these donations. Yeah. So let's switch gears here a little bit. Lance Peck had several marks on his business record in the past. He had been placed on a probationary period many times for things such as operating without a license, cremating bodies that were meant to be donated. I mean, just like... How is this guy still in business? In the most recent offense against the funeral home in March of 2021, a few months before all the bodies were found, Lance had gone on record stating that his cremation chamber had exploded, and he would not be able to carry out cremations for the next few weeks due to the repair company having a long list. We don't really have information on if that's true. But some things to think about. If Lance was simply not good with money or really was that unequipped to run a business— I mean, I can understand how things can spiral out of control and things can become overwhelming. Severe forms of mental illness, I mean, we've seen that turn people into hoarders for no other reason than they don't have the wherewithal to keep up in their own life. And to be clear, I'm not making excuses for this man or his behavior because I'm a firm believer that your mental problems are your problems. And when you start to betray people or, for example, stack bodies in your place of business, that's on you to get the help that you need. I guess I'm just trying to understand like how this even happened and why a man who was generally well liked in the community would have done something like this. So let's flip back to August of 2021 after police found the deceased body in the funeral home, but before the police raid, I know it's frustrating because it's like, why haven't police done anything yet? Well, partially because what they saw was not really a crime. It wasn't within the police department's jurisdiction to really do anything other than report what they found to the right agency. In this case, that agency was the Idaho Division of Occupational and Professional License. The IDOPL did make a stop by the funeral home on September 1st, two days after the police found the decomposing body, and they confronted Peck with the video footage. Lance stated that the body in the video had been in his possession from August 24th until August 30th, and was only stored there because there was a lack of space in the refrigerator. When they asked him the identity of the decaying corpse, Lance stated he didn't know. The inspectors did have the body moved into the proper storage area, but noted that the refrigeration temperature was set to 57 degrees instead of the industry requirement of 36. So IDCOP was like, yeah, we need to do something about this. So they called up their people at the Pocatello Police Department, reported their strange findings, and that they were seriously concerned about the state of the funeral home. Fairly Reliable Bob's used cars in Boise, Idaho, has been right on the corner and right on the deal since 1975. For those of you not wanting to do the math, that is 48 years. Okay, here's the thing. At most dealerships, the salesperson is paid a percentage of the profit on the car that they sell. This motivates them to get the customers to pay more. That's not what they do at Fairly Reliable Bob's. Their salespeople actually make the same commission, no matter what price the customer pays. So the salesperson is truly working with and for the customer to find the right car at the right deal. At Fairly Reliable Bobs, 80% of their business is either repeat customers or people who have been referred by their customers. You have to treat people right to earn that kind of loyalty. And after 48 years in business, chances are you have a friend or family member who has purchased a car from Fairleys. So don't just take my word for it, guys, ask around. You will find that Fairly Reliable Bobs is the place to get your next car, truck, or SUV. Fairly Reliable Bobs used cars downtown Boise at 23rd and Main since 1975. During the police raid, Lance was seemingly very cooperative and police stated that the smell was almost unbearable, especially as they neared the garage area. This is where they found a body wrapped in a blue tarp with shoes sticking out the end and thousands of flies swarming the dark liquid that was leaking from the tarp. Now, to the listeners, just to put it into perspective for you guys, most garages may be insulated, but very few are air conditioned. And this body could have been sitting in the August heat for weeks. The affidavit would go on to state that there were 10 bodies in the refrigeration unit and that Lance could only identify one of them. He also gestured casually to the jars of fetuses, which we already talked about. But at that point, he had been in possession of those for three years. During his initial interview, he was read his Miranda rights, but agreed to talk and work with investigators on what the hell was going on. The Reader's Digest version of this interview Basically, Peck is stating he became overwhelmed with bodies after ISU terminated its contract and that the identifiers on the bodies had decayed. We can assume in this case, identifiers meaning birthmarks or tattoos or something like that. And he did not know who was who or what to do. So in the weeks after the incident, police were asking for the public's help to identify at least half of the bodies that were found. Needless to say, the funeral home was immediately shut down and Mr. Peck's license was revoked. In my opinion, that probably should have happened a long time ago. I don't know how many strikes funeral home owners get, but if bodies are missing or getting wrongfully cremated, or if someone is caught operating without a license, I mean, why are we letting these people handle dead bodies? I I don't know. It's just, it feels like the ball was dropped somewhere, right? Like, am I crazy? The police released a statement claiming the funeral home was in such a disarray that they had to remove several trailers full of evidence. Now that is a mountain of evidence, and we unfortunately don't have the time to go through everything that they found. Detectives were stating that they had many people assigned to the case to start, well, like sorting through all of it. But what was discovered... Was that Lance Peck had been falsifying death certificates for years. 11 people were attached to certificates that had been altered in some way. This is highly illegal. It's also reported that one of these bodies had had the corneas removed, See, there's so much weirdness here. It's, it's none of it's making sense because for one second, I think, yeah, maybe this man was struggling and he was mentally ill and things just got away from him. But then I hear things about him falsifying documents or not renewing his business license or removing the corneas from a corpse. It's also worth stating here the elephant in the room, right, which is necrophilia. Now obviously, that rumor has been swirling around. It's the first place our mind goes when we find out someone is collecting bodies. But I will say this, nothing like that has been confirmed, but I would imagine the police department probably ran rape kits on the corpses. It truly is a disgusting, dark world out there and police know that better than anybody. And maybe this is wishful thinking for a small town police department, but I think that all true crime followers can agree that the first thing the police department would do would be run a rape kit. And I feel confident saying that that is probably a safe assumption in this case. Anyways, here's the thing. Police in Idaho are limited on time, mainly because the statute of limitations on misdemeanors is one year. So if someone commits a misdemeanor, you basically have one year to charge them or else they're kind of off the hook. And like I said, they have a lot of evidence to sort through, and I would assume they were going to try to get him on everything they could. So it wasn't until August 30th of 2022, three days before hitting the year mark since the initial discovery, Lance Peck was finally arrested. He had apparently just arrived home and was taken without incident around 6.30 p.m. He was charged with 63 misdemeanors, including violating the mortician's code of conduct, petty theft, and violation of records regarding cremations. He pleaded not guilty to every single charge. Now, the maximum sentence for misdemeanors in Idaho is up to one year in jail, so it's possible Lance could spend 63 years in jail. Is it likely? No. By this point, all 12 bodies had been identified, some of them so badly decomposed, DNA testing was used to identify them. However, police say there are 30 to 40 sets of cremated remains that they could not identify forensically. A user on TikTok who commented on our original video told a story of how it took them months to receive the remains of their great-grandfather from Lance and expressed concern over whether they had even gotten the right remains. I mean, could you imagine? Downard Funeral Home boasted that they had helped thousands of families over the years. At what point did things start taking a turn for the worse? Well, it's hard to know. We found a Google review from 2015 where a woman states that after her father had passed, she had purchased a nice urn for part of the remains to be sent to her uncle in Alaska. Well, the remains never showed up. And when trying to contact Lance, the woman stated she had no luck. She went on to say that Lance had promised to do other things to help while the family was grieving, such as cancel her father's subscriptions, insurance, but he never did any of it and some of the other reviews went on to complain about the smell. Lance's bond was set for $20,000, and he would only spend one night in jail before that bond was posted. It's been rumored that Mr. Peck spent some time in Blackfoot South, which is a mental hospital in Eastern Idaho. That tracks, mainly because it's stated in the affidavit that Peck had expressed that he was having thoughts of suicide during his initial interview. So what's going on now, Andy? It's 2023. Well, the answer is not much. The property where the funeral home sits was purchased this last month by School District 25, and they state that they have plans to knock down the building and extend their parking lot for the high school sometime this spring. As far as Lance Peck goes, well, he's out on bond, and his pretrial conference essentially keeps getting pushed out. Currently, he has a date set for March 13th, but just last December, he did waive his right to a speedy trial. Now, this case has obviously been rather sensationalized. It made national news several times, so it's possible that they're waiting for the publicity to die down before there can be a fair trial. Which, honestly, I'm all for that, because if he is found guilty, his chances at an appeal lower if he can't claim that there was a prejudiced jury. Now, just some closing statements here. The most important part of all of this is the families that were affected. I hope somehow that they can find a little sense of relief as his trial goes forward. I'm hoping for the best possible outcome, and they are on my mind and in my heart. We'll keep everyone updated as we hear more info on this case. For the Idaho Crime Squad pod, my name is Andy with an I. Good night. Good night. The Idaho Crime Squad pod is an Idaho Crime Squad production. Trademark 2022. All rights reserved.